We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Nick Wilson, Dustin Fox. It is a football Friday. It is an F-off Friday. It is a Mother Nature is telling us to F-off Friday. How you doing, fella? I'm good, man. The roads were getting a little uh, dicey coming into downtown Cleveland this afternoon. I think the general rule of thumb in a case like this is the snow is bad enough, but the bad drivers make it really where the danger comes out. Like, I'm driving down 77 to downtown Cleveland or up 77 north, and, like, some guy's, like, in a, like a U-Haul. And he's going like 90 miles an hour, and, and the roads are covered. Yep. I'm like, you have a death wish. Yeah. Also, the person that is going, and I don't, like, if you if you don't feel comfortable going 40, no, don't don't go faster than you feel comfortable going. Go to the right lane. Yeah, but, but also don't then go into the center lane at the same speed you were already going at and stay at that speed. Big facts. And, you know, there's, uh, honestly, here's the thing. We all have like cliches we say about drivers and bad weather. Yeah. Um, there are bad truck drivers out there. There are bad um, Honda Civic drivers. There are bad, and, and like it, it really just comes down to you never know what kind of asinine stuff somebody's going to try and pull around you. And I will say, 15 years ago, Nick Wilson would not have handled today's inclement weather very well. Today, didn't raise my voice. Didn't um, didn't really, I don't know, try and push anybody off the road. The point is, I've really grown on this. And today, be safe out there. Yes. Like, I'm not, I know, I know Andy and Dan just kind of said a very similar thing. But we like having you being able to listen to our show. We love when you, you know, send at Nick Wilson says at Dustin Fox 37, uh, how much you wish one of us or both of us or neither of us were ever on air again. And we, you're here to either fuel us with your love or your hate. So be very careful out there because it is, I mean, like we're, we're looking downtown right now and it's squirrely. There's that. I, I don't really know what the approximation of squirrely is, but like it's squirrely outside. It's very squirrely. Am I so, too whimsical with that language? Am I not serious enough with, uh, with, with the level of uh, severity, <laughs> severe severity? I know what I did there. Um, am I not one, be- one of those words? Yeah. Well, I think it's both. And I just used it twice in like a, 10 sentence words are hard um 10 word sentence that's that finally we got there that's the one yeah we finally got there but no we got a lot today i don't know if you have you heard about this have you seen about this have you heard about this the browns are looking for an offensive coordinator that's a thing um ohio state found their offensive coordinator that's a thing Cavs are winning again even though it's without half of their their core and 
beating a bunch of bunch of bad teams, or you know, you know, maybe the Bucks without Giannis. I'm just saying, like they're winning, so there's that. Um, nobody's paying attention to baseball, so that's check that off the list. That's yeah, really good. We got a nice. Oh, and uh, honestly, here's what football this weekend. And oh, just oh, oh, do we have games this weekend? I'm just is, ready is this for like it. a big weekend. I'm not sure because last I checked, there's some damn good football games on this weekend. Yeah, it's funny. Like you and I were talking pre-show. The bittersweet thing about the Browns losing last week is we didn't get to experience what I think is my favorite part about just everybody in America paying attention to these these one game at a time things. And when you when you look at this weekend, uh, I it, I know, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic or prisoner of the moment, but like this is and I, this it almost feels like schmaltzy to say this. This is where like dynasties are formed. This is where legacies are won and lost. And it's, like it's like an Eminem song. I I I was gonna start to say, and then you got to lose yourself, but I don't remember the rest of the song. Um, knees weak, arms are heavy. I, that's just because I'm coming off being sick, and I'm also fat, so I'm gonna be a little sweaty. You had one shot, man. One yeah. opportunity. I mean, what yeah. are you gonna do? I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna watch the Texans Ravens game this weekend. That's what I would do. I'm rooting hard for the Texans. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Like, I, I need me a Bills home AFC Championship game. Them. This is this is okay. This is a real point about that game. Usually, any time a team beats you in the playoffs. You want that team to lose in a fiery, desperate, embarrassing way in the next round. I don't feel that way about the Texans. I really, I think C.J. Stroud is a hell of a kid. I think D'Amico Ryans is somebody I wished I could have played football for. Like, I just, I got to say, they got me. I think I think Cal McNair is a first-class ass clown. I don't care because su- everybody else in that org Dude, seems I, awesome. I'm such a sucker. Well, first off, I had, had a nice hit this morning on uh, Adrian Manorino in the Aussie Open. And so with that being said. That's I, tennis talk for you. That's not uh, familiar tennis with talk the, for you folks out there, you, uh, you folks. So I put in a little parlay for the weekend. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this parlay? What do you think about this horse? <laughs> can, I, can I tell you what it is? You may. I may? Oh, thank you. I'm going to tell you either way. So I took the. Um, lay by the bay. Maybe the te- roll in some I, I, hay. I bought, I bought the I bought the Texans to eleven. Spread on some Bengay. <laughs> Just may. Get some bowls of clay. Hey. If if anybody says they like this segment, we'll say nay, nay, nay. It's just not my thing. Oh, so <laughs> let a let a naysayer know. Tell me about this before we get. So I got the Texans plus eleven. I bought them. I bought an extra point and a half. Mm-hmm. I took the over in that game, forty three. Uh, I took the Bills minus two and a half, the Lions minus six and a half, and then the over fifty and a half in the Packers Niners game. So you know the only one I really struggled with is the Lions minus six and a half versus Lions on the money line, and I know that there's like a huge difference in the value there. I. I kind of think I know what's going to happen. I think I know it in I think I know three it. of the four games. I kind of think Bucks versus Lions is a – it's not a wild card game. That was last week. I think it's kind of a wild card of a game. Like if you told me the Lions just came out at home and just put the boots to Baker and ended it right there, I could – I get it. Right? I, I, I don't know how Baker's going to be able to deal with that environment because the, the Lions are – 
I mean, they have not been in the situation for for like thirty five years. Yeah. So like that that environment's going to be pretty dope. I can't wait to watch it. That's the the Sunday game before the Bills. Game, That's right? the three p.m. game. Yeah, I'll be watching that at the uh, the tailgate parties. That's gonna be. You dude, got- so last dude last night. First off, we'll get into the jacket conversation later. Mm-hmm. But uh, so last night after the show, I went to Dick's Sporting Goods and got a bunch of like just more cold weather stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Home Depot, got myself a little uh, little propane heater for the uh, little tailgate party. I like that. Now, uh, how are we going to use it? Like, what's is that just? So for- I'm planning on just like setting up a few like foldable chairs, and I bought like this foldable. Mm-hmm. Uh, our car's got like a plug, so I can, I'm going to bring like a crock pot and make some hot dogs and. Just have some snacks. I'm going to put the uh, the Lions game on the uh, the big iPad. Are you guys going to do bring the, the tur- bring the turtle box? The uh, the the what is it? The cooler in the trunk where you oh, just I got a I got a big Yeti. Uh, get- I got like the big big Yeti. Now is everybody ready to to tailgate in this environment? Oh, I don't care. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Listen, it's this kind is, of a this, once in a lifetime thing. So this is Tat- so Tat- Tatum's my son, and this is Tatum's birthday gift. My son. Tickets weren't cheap for for this game, bro. Yeah. So like I'm like, cause because my daughter got Taylor Swift last year. Mm-hmm. Tatum's getting the Bills game. I kind of feel like Taylor Swift was a little more expensive. A little bit. Don't tell little man that. You know what though? And, and you know what's funny? My daughter, who she, I mean, she's okay with football. She when she knew that the Chiefs were playing the Bills, she's like, I'm going. I actually so because of Tay Tay. I think I think it's the most intriguing matchup you could have from the Chiefs and Bills this year because it's in Buffalo. Because it's Mahomes' mm. first um, road playoff game, road playoff game, and then there's the two years ago, the revenge factor. You know, like if you're the Bills, honestly, you'd rather meet up with the Chiefs now because if you beat the Chiefs now, you're gonna feel like you can beat anyone, even 100%. if that's not the case. And it just like it's so funny because so many different times, like two years ago, when Mahomes beat Allen with 12 seconds to go. I really thought, oh, man, I think that was their chance because I thought that was the best Bills team. To this day, I think that is as talented like, like as when, complete. when Allen hits, was it Gabe Davis for the touchdown? Yeah. With 13 seconds yep. to go? Oh. I just, that I'm, is. I'm, I still want to vomit thinking about that game. I would imagine most My son of sat Buffalo. next to me on the couch watching that game, and I, I think he may have vomited. <laughs> but I just think, like, it's it would be so, it, this is the my favorite thing about football is, if you if you stack this team up against the three previous iterations of the Bills, you could probably make a case that any one of those three teams had more talent, whether it was depth, whether it was frontline guys, you know, overall defensive line talent, which is something that they've kind of shed over the last couple of years without being able to really replace. So like to be able to win this year, I just think it'd be a cool story. And that's across the way, like Jordan Love going up against Shanahan in San Francisco with the backdrop of Packers versus 49ers. We've already talked about Chiefs Bills. Uh Bucks versus Lions. And like the other part of that is I could also see Baker. If Baker can silence that crowd early, I think that I think that has a game uh, that game has a chance to be wildly different. And then CJ Stroud versus Lamar Jackson is as intriguing of a matchup as you can get when one of these dudes is the number two pick. Like, if, if C.J. Stroud wins this game, and I, I, I'll i be honest with you guys, I expect the Ravens to win and be in the AFC title game. But They're going to cover the nine and a half? That's a, that's a lot against a quarterback that can sling it in C.J. What are we looking like, like weather-wise in, in the uh, the D.C. metro area? I'm going to go say, I'm going to say 35 and sunny. 
he's pulling that out your ass or I yeah, that's hundred percent what happened. I just kinda I just channeled it. I'm fat, so I kind of think to myself, um, you know, maybe I could be a weather guy. But no, I I think the Ravens are gonna win. But if CJ Stroud beats Baltimore to go to the AFC title game in his rookie year, we have to start talking about the single greatest rookie performance of any quarterback all time. Not only was he statistically prevalent, but he also like I mean, no, I'm just looking at this weather, dude. So it was 35 and sunny. No, I, so I googled Ravens weather for the the game, and it looks like that they're going to be pretty good. And then it says Buffalo, however, is facing yet another lake effect snow warning ahead of Sunday's game. Yeah, yeah, can well, relate. Fire it up, man. Mac, you're looking over there. What do you have? So the weather for Sunday is uh, 35 and sunny. On Saturday, <laughs> it's 27 and uh, sunshine. Did I did I call it or did I not? I was just thinking about Sunday. So I was thinking it's Sunday. The game's on Saturday, so I missed it by one day. But if I had remembered it was on Saturday while making my prediction, I would have clearly gone 28. 216 for pulling out your ass. That's a pretty good number to be within one day of being right. I basically, that, honestly, guys, I was more successful at just guessing a prediction for weather this weekend in Baltimore than most meteorologists ever are. So, Fox 8, call me when you're ready, okay? They actually have a lo- lovely team there. Don't fire anybody. Since I was last on air, a bunch of dudes got murked in Berea. Uh, Alex Van Pelt getting fired. Uh, Stump yeah. Mitchell getting fired. You see the... Uh, I, I want to know your thoughts on this because we, J- JP and I have gone through this for the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And you've been off. You've been sick. Now you're, you're feeling a little bit better. Good to have you back. Thank you. Uh, your initial thoughts when you saw this because, to me, I was very, I was very taken aback and I was a little surprised. So I, I, I don't think you can say I wasn't surprised, but in the back of my head, I had always wondered, I felt like watching Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson trying to get on the same page when Deshaun was healthy this year, I thought it was a little exhausting. Yeah. And it's not to say that Kevin was intentionally holding Deshaun back or vice versa, but there doesn't seem to, there didn't seem to be enough overlap in their their way of thinking about what the offense should be that it it felt natural at any point. You know, they would have a great half. Um, great half! And He's got a great half! Against Tennessee, or a great ha- second half against uh, Baltimore. But in terms of putting together a five-game stretch, it just wasn't working. And again, I think it's important to like, I, I think sometimes we, we just, oh, well, Kevin Stefanski. And we think, well, he's the head coach. But we kind of conveniently toggle between Kevin the head coach and Kevin the OC. And so I thought it made a lot of sense. Like if if the goal is to maximize what Deshaun is and what he has been, you got one year where you got him this last six games of uh, 2022. And even though you didn't get to see a bigger sample size this year, I don't think Deshaun's a West Coast quarterback. And I think Kevin is most comfortable in a West Coast setting. That's his offense. And so if the goal is to bring in an outside voice that can add a different flair to this offense and make this offense better fit to Deshaun, I think it's the best decision Kevin Stefanski and the Browns could make. Um, I mean, listen, time will tell. Uh, the, the one thing, like... I just don't know how you fire a guy who didn't call plays. 
I think that's fair. I mean, I to me, I don't think this is too dissimilar to when Drew Petzing had a chance to go to Arizona and, you know, Kevin could have kept him. And all, all Kevin would have had to do is basically give him play calling duties and change his title. And you could have kept a, a guy that had been with Kevin since Minnesota. But I think, I what I think is interesting is that Kevin really only has about five more games of playoff experience than Alex Van Pelt. And for some reason, Kevin just wasn't willing to hand over the reins to either AVP or, or Drew Petzing. And I don't know why that is. I Because like I, I think it's always weird when guys are like, well, they don't have experience. Like, Well, how do you get experience? And, and now as much as I can say that, look at what happened in Philly this year. Like Brian Johnson, first time signal caller on the uh, on the offense, and the the offense took a huge step back. So I don't know if this is Kevin being cautious. I don't know if it's Kevin knowing his personnel better than us. But like I will say, like this is I'm gonna have what I I don't know if it's a criticism, I, I, an observation about the names that have been floated in the the coaching job so far. But when it comes to the actual decision to move on from the offensive coaches. I think this is an area where I'm going to I'm going to wait to have a bigger reaction until I see how it plays out. Cuz if they just fired them to bring in other friends, that's that to me is the worst part of the NFL. What about like Stump Mitchell? Like every running back including Nick Chubb loves that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got such a great reputation around the league. Mm-hmm. He's a running back coach. Like is there something behind the scenes that we're missing? Like, is there an OC that they're supposed to get? But the OC's like connected at the hip with his running back coach. Like, did you have to get rid of him to get the other guy? Like, I, what's going on? I mean, you know, I mean that that stuff happens all the time. By the way, I do think that they're pretty tight-lipped in Berea. Oh, you think? And I think if there was any thought that maybe there was time to move on from Stump for whatever reason, or maybe they felt like any of the leaks that had happened recently that that could have been, you know. Stump talking to people. Maybe it was these coaches. I don't know. I don't know if that is a factor. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. Everybody that I've ever heard has said nice things about Stump Mitchell. 100%. So, you know, it's always, it's one of the weird things of like, actually all three dudes seem to be really good football dudes. And in the case of Van Pelt, I can see if you wanted to clear out the quarterback room to have somebody in there to call plays, it makes sense. If this is just, well, those guys were who, the best guys I could get four years ago, and now I want more of my guys. That stuff happens all the time in the NFL. It's not a death sentence. I also still hate that line of thinking. You know what I mean? Like the the my the Mary Kay last night after you guys went off the air came up with with three names to consider for the Browns OC spot. Uh, it's Zach Robinson, who I think is the running backs coach, amongst other things, for the Rams. It's Clint Kubiak, who's the uh, passing game coordinator for the 49ers. And it's Scott Turner, who's been the, the the coordinator in Carolina and in Washington. And I'll be honest with you, I, like I, I, the second I saw Alex Van Pelt's out, my assumption was they understand that, that Deshaun and Kevin's offenses like what's necessary doesn't mesh and they're going to bring in a new play caller to to make this work and then when I saw those three names I thought to myself oh are they just going to bring in more west coast offense guys because that to me would seem antithetical 
to building this thing around Deshaun. And when I kind of pointed that out on social media, and Nick Wilson says, yesterday, um, one, got a very nice message to go bleep myself, which thank you, Sam. I, that, I had not been sick for two days. I needed to hear that yesterday. I needed a reminder that I'm nothing. Um, but the other thing that I heard was basically, oh, well, what? Deshaun can't fit in the West Coast? If he can't fit in the West Coast, he's a bum. Which kind of blew my mind. And, it, and a lot of that speaks to where people are with Deshaun in the town of just, it's bleep or get off the pot, right? Be an elite quarterback or get the hell out. I think we're, we're I think I think there's a lot of frustration for some Browns fans with that. But to me, like, I just think it's the most simple thing in the world that you can do, which is you can you can build a staff and build a roster around your $230 million quarterback. And so I was a little taken aback when the only thing I saw, on the, and again, the Browns have told everybody it's going to be an extensive coaching search. When it's friends of the family that are the first three guys I see in Clint Kubiak, who uh, Gary Kubiak was one of the yeah, great. The Kubiak name is is very uh, synonymous with the uh, the Stefanski folks. The, the mentorship there. Yeah. Um, you know, Scott Turner, that's a that's kind of NFL first family with the Turners. You know, Zach Robinson's coming from the Sean McVay tree. Scott Turner, that's the one I had dinner with, with Albert. Oh. When Jerry Jones bought us dinner. The Turners are good people. I couldn't remember Turners his name. are very, very good yeah, people. Good dude. Um, I actually really liked Norv, too. Yeah. I, I always I hated how things yeah. ended here. But kind of getting back to it, like, I, I want to remain, I want to, I'm, I'm open to the idea that this thing's going where it needs to go. And I, I'm going to try and trust the Browns that they know where they want this to go and they're just kind of letting it play out. But the, when when I heard those three names, I was really predictable. And it was the kind of names I would expect to hear if it wasn't really going to be an exhaustive search. And that doesn't mean that it won't work out. It doesn't mean that it would be doomed to fail without Deshaun, or, you know, with Deshaun rather, but it just felt like, ooh, if, you, if you're saying an exhaustive search and then it's from kind of all the, the same old particular players with a with an emphasis on, on West Coast offense predominantly of those three candidates, that left me wanting to see what the other names were. Because I don't see how you can't bring in somebody who can give you the flair. And listen, I'll be honest with you, because the big talk is, well, Kevin might give up play calling duty. If you just fired Kevin Stefan, or if you just fired AVP to bring in another coach that is going to basically just be a do boy to make the game plans and not call the plays. What'd you call him? A do boy. What's that like? An F boy? <laughs> no, it's like a, it's like a, uh, was it? Uh, Aaron boy. That's what, what's an Aaron. Of. Oh, uh, like a person. That like a it. gopher. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We got it. It took us seven times. But. Yeah. One of the legendary uh, beat reporters across the NFL. Now I probably just made. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I can feel old by saying that, but he is Bill's sideline reporter, host of the Extra Point Show, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on WGR 550 in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio joins us now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Sal, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, guys. When I hear the word legend, I mean, first of all, thank you. that You're way too kind. I definitely feel like I should be much older. And I'm like, am I that old now that someone would refer to me that way, even if they're just trying to be nice? So I appreciate you having me on. It's always good to talk to you guys. So I was just on, we've got an Ohio State podcast, um, and I was just on it, and my co-host said, oh, you can have perspective on this because you're older than me. And huh. in fairness, I'm eight years older than him. That's that's significant, but it still felt like a gigantic kick in the nards. Okay, so I host a show in Buffalo every day, 10 to 12. And I'm just going to say I'm 50. I just turned 50 this past year. And my co-host is 20 years younger than me. It is amazing some of the things that we talk about that he has no idea of or that I have no idea of, right? And it makes her great radio because we go back and forth. He might mention a band. I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? And then I'll say like, hey, did you ever see Fletch? He's like, what's Fletch? I mean, things like that happen on the show. I had the same issue this year. My partner for ESPN, Sal, was uh, 26, and, I, and he's 15 years younger than me. Not, not quite the difference with you, but like, I, he, I had to ask him, like, yeah, you've seen the program, right? And he's like, what, 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 he's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, only one of the greatest football movies of all time. Listen, try explaining the 89 Bills-Browns divisional playoff to somebody who wasn't around back then, right? I mean, one of the greatest games I was ever at, I was actually a, I was a high school student. I was in 10th grade, I believe. My dad drove me and a couple of friends over to Cleveland. And, um, you know, it's the game Ronnie Harmon dropped the pass, Clay Matthews at the end. I remember that. But you know, we're so far removed from that now that it's amazing to talk about things like that. And you just have a younger generation who doesn't know. And, you know, that's just the circle of life, but it is pretty crazy to me. Well, and so I'm a little bit younger than you, but there is an age from about 35 to about 55 where you're too old for a good deal of, of the, the society and you're too young for the other part. And you're just in this no man's land where everybody's either calling you a boomer or a kid. And it is so confusing what I'm supposed to be on any given moment to anybody else. Well, listen, I mean, as long as we're on this, right? I mean, I know we're going to talk football here in a second. This is great. It is true, too, because it's not just that. Like, when I go on the road, so I, you know, I, I cover the team. I'm on the sidelines for all the games. Like, when I go on the road, I, I mean, some of my friends, they're either the people I hang out with are either much older than me who've been on the beat for a long time or much younger than me who are kind of new to it. And, yeah, I'm caught in between sometimes, and it's a vastly different experience depending on which group I'm hanging with, essentially. Oh, one day. One day. I was going to say one day, but no, I'm never going to be young again. So I guess I'll just I'll just have to hopefully age appropriately. Um, so as we look to this game, I'm curious how Buffalo fans are feeling 
being that you guys have had such a great back-and-forth rivalry with Kansas City, and now this time it's in Buffalo? I think Bills fans are just so, so relieved that they got the Chiefs in their place this time. That There's, there's two things that are going into this game. That's the relief and the optimism part, which is, you know what? We got them here. We've been waiting for them for years. That's really what the Bills have been trying to do. The Bills have been trying to get this game, this team, and their house for the last four years, ever since they lost the AFC Championship in the COVID year to Kansas City, went back again, lost with 13 seconds left. We know how all that turned out. But, you know, now you get them here. Now you get them exactly where you wanted them for the last few years. And Bills fans are jacked, man. We are, we are jacked here in the city just for this game and knowing what it means. But Bills fans are ready for this. They want to make it so loud. And you know what adds to it, guys, is Bills fans know this is Patrick Mahomes' first ever road playoff game, right? They, they want to give him, okay, oh, you think you know what it's like on the road, right, in the playoffs? No, let us show you what it's like. There's a, a lot of that here. But the other part of it is a lot of apprehension because the Bills are just really banged up on defense. And, you know, there's some key players already declared out. There may be some more they're not going to be able to play. And I think that's the, oh, my gosh, like, could this really happen again? What if we lose this game? Like, everything we've worked for for the last four years, you get them here at your house, and here we are again having the same story. I don't know if we'll ever beat this team. That's what the flip side is. Sal, I'm heading up tomorrow. I'm going to the game, bringing the fam. Can't wait to come back. And uh, I'm a little nervous about the weather tomorrow and on Sunday. What do we got cooking with this lake effect snow? Do not be. Lake effect is done. Okay, we are good. snowing right now. It's not really a lake effect. It's more of a oh, light uh, snow. It's like kind of some normal stuff. Uh, tomorrow you're going to get some snow. It's going to be cold tomorrow. It'll be in the, in the teens. Um, but nothing that you should be too worried about. Now, coming from the direction you guys are coming from, um, yeah, you'll have some some snow to deal with. It'll be a little slower drive. Once we get to Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, okay. it's really going to start to clear up, guys. And Sunday, it's just going to be really kind of a bit of a colder day, not even that bad. It's going to be mid-20s, I believe, and going to be pretty much clear skies, no precipitation for the game. What you saw last week against Pittsburgh is pretty much what you're going to get when you watch the game on TV. It'll actually be a little bit warmer, so don't no, nothing really to worry about the weather. It is snowing right now. It's the, it's the soft, fluffy stuff, and that's yeah. not lake effect anymore. That's pretty much done. Well, that's positive news. I'm excited about that. It'll be a little bit warmer for the game on Sunday. Let me ask you this. So let's go back to the middle of the season. You know, the Bills are 6-6. and Um, They rattle off all these wins. Uh, They they fire Ken Dorsey. Uh, Joe Brady comes in as interim offensive coordinator, and it seems the offense started cooking after that. Is this something that Bills fans are are excited about? Is this something long-term? Like, what do we feel like this offense? Where's the offense headed, I, I guess I should say? Well, look, I think there's been a few changes since Joe Brady took over. Um, one of them is you're seeing Josh Allen as a part of the run game a little bit more. And it's funny to say, see be, and say because you know, for how long did I you know, go on radio stations in the offseason or early season and what's always the narrative about the Bills? That they have to do they – can't, they can't let Josh Allen do everything and be Superman. To be honest, guys, he wasn't early in the year. And we were saying he's got to run more. Like, like that's part of your offense. There's certain times where you've got to have this guy take the ball and take over. And that wasn't happening. And I know the organization doesn't want him, you know, taking all these shots and everything. But, you know, once Joe Brady took over, he said, look, I mean, I got Josh Allen. We got to win games. That's what's got to be. And he's been more of a part of the run game. Now, that said, James Cook has also been very good. I think the run game overall with Josh added, added in, but with James Cook, I think there's, that's been a really, really nice balance for this team. And James Cook is another part of what has changed, which is he is getting the ball out of the backfield as a receiver as well. They're utilizing – more of their strengths than what Ken Dorsey did. As far as where it ends, 
I guess I'd say, tell me where the season ends and how it ends, and you never know. I mean, look, if Joe Brady, if this team goes on and happens to win a Lombardi trophy, even gets to the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Brady, if there's another head coaching vacancy out there, if he even gets a look, to be quite honest. Now, it might be too late, but, I mean, obviously in that situation, you'd be kind of looking at, you know, pretty much naive to think the Bills wouldn't want to bring him back, but you never know what happens with that long term. Sal Capaccio on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. All right, so if you look at the way this season went, I know that there's about 17 of these moments in any season, but if Kadarius Toney isn't lined up offsides and called for it in that game, um, that is one loss extra for the Bills, and they are out of the playoffs. In that event, if if for whatever reason they don't call Kadarius Toney being offsides, is Sean McDermott still the head coach in Buffalo? Well, let me first say that let's remember there was over a minute left and the Bills have Josh Allen on their team. If that happens, the Bills might still score a touchdown. They might go down, kick, whatever it was, the score. But I understand your point, what you're saying. I mean, you know, a lot was made about Tony and they cost the game. That could be true, but you never know. The Bills had the ball. They could have gone down and scored. Now, if they lose the game and they miss the playoffs, I think there's some serious conversations here. Now, there have been already a lot of people who said all year – that they believe that the Bills, you know, this is before they are in the position they are now, but a lot of fans would call our station and say they've hit the ceiling with Sean McDermott, they can't get past Kansas City or Cincinnati, he's done a great job, but it's time to move on, it's time to get somebody else in here new. I understand that thought, but from my perspective, I will tell you guys, I do not think that Terry or Kim Pagula have any inclination to do that considering what Sean McDermott has meant to this organization, the way he operates with Brandon Bean, the fact that they're always pretty much perennial contenders, and I know in your situation they wouldn't be in your hypothetical here, but this guy's made the playoffs six out of seven years. And I think that one you know, dip in a year would not cause them to say, we're going to change everything. You never know. It is a bottom line business. I understand that. But we have a new stadium coming across the street. Terry Pagula is heavily invested in. He owns the Buffalo Sabres hockey team, which has the longest drought going in uh, hockey as far as making the playoffs. He's got a lot of focus on trying to fix that. I just don't think he'd have an appetite for changing the head coach, especially what this head coach has meant to him in this organization. Sal, we were talking about that that play, you know, the 12 seconds, 13 seconds left in the clock, Mahomes, divisional round yep. two years ago. And I remember at the time, I thought that was the, the Bills team of destiny. I thought that was as good talent-wise, functionality as they they had been. And honestly, like I, I put this team up against that team, and I still think that's the better team. I'm not, that's not to say this team isn't pretty darn good, by the way. So I'm just curious, like where do you guys look at this team up against the previous iterations of Buffalo teams that have, have in, in some instances, won more games or maybe had high, um, more high-powered defenses or offenses? How do you guys see that? I think I and most people here would agree with you. That's the best look this team has had at it. And that would probably be, one for one, a better team. I mean, look at the weapons they had, right? Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, the group they had on that team compared to now. And, you know, at times it can be a struggle for some of the weapons to kind of break free, and they've had to do it a little bit differently. They have a little better run game. Now, that said, I agree with that, but it is a different situation now where you might even argue they have a better look at it now because there's no Joe Burrow in the playoffs anymore. You are at home for this game. Who knows? I don't think the Ravens are going to lose, but you never know. You could host the AFC Championship game. So, yes, I agree with you. Most Bills fans would. We, we here in Buffalo, most of us agree, if the Bills don't lose the lead with 13 seconds left, they might they probably win the Super Bowl. 
they at least go to it. Let's remember Kansas the Cincinnati did go to Kansas City and win, right? They could have come to Buffalo and won. We know that. That happens in sports. But certainly that's probably that's what people are kind of, you know, holding in the back of their head like, oh my God, that was our chance. Thirteen seconds. Don't ever let me just say that was the only chance we'll ever have. This is the chance, the now, to, the Sunday, to write that, to get past Kansas City, to get to the AFC Championship game, which it would have been that year. But this might be the better look at it, guys, simply because of the way the AFC is right now and the fact that you're at home here. Sal, you're aging like a fine wine. You did tremendous work with us today. We appreciate you, buddy. And and good luck. There's uh, plenty of people in Cleveland rooting for Buffalo to 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 get over the, the hump here and, and win that first title. You know, for many, many, many years growing up, I never wanted Cleveland to win a title because Buffalo didn't have one. And we were all very similar and, you know, Rust Belt cities. But I'll tell you guys, I was so happy for Cleveland when LeBron came back and Cleveland got a title. It really was awesome to see. It was special. And, um, you know, I, I would love to see our two cities be able to finally have championships up here. So thanks for that. We appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you, buddy. Sal Capaccio there on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.